0: Listening to In Tune, a podcast series featuring equity research analysts from BMO capital markets. Our shows explore key emerging themes, trends, and issues which are important to our institutional clients globally.
1: Hello, this is Jackie Friesblowski, research analyst covering the senior metals of mining at BMO. Today's podcast will follow up on the InFront report, which we published in early July. This report is available to all BMO Capital Markets clients. The topic of the in-front report was ore sorting, which is an increasingly important technology in the mining industry. We have all heard that the highest grade and lowest cost mines have been developed already and that new operations will require higher commodity prices for construction to be incentivized or to be economic. But this is not necessarily the case. Innovations in exploration technology could potentially uncover new high-grade ore bodies. And technologies such as autonomous haulage, predictive maintenance practices, and ore sorting can help to improve a mine's operating efficiency, which offsets all or part of any potential cost inflation. While ore sorting can be a meaningful improvement, it's not a quick bolt-on to an existing operation. It doesn't always yield the desired results, and it doesn't always provide a positive economic benefit. Today, we're gonna dig into this a bit deeper. Joining me to help explore the subject are Anthea Bath, Chief Operating Officer at Arrow Copper, which is well-advanced on ore sorting trials, and Marie-Claude Halle, CEO and Principal Consultant at Unearth Consulting Incorporated. I'm gonna start with a very brief introduction to ore sorting. We have a lot more information in the in-front report, so please take a look at that for further background. Ore sorting is the process of separating ore after it's mined and before it's processed. This is generally done to remove some of the lower grade or lower value material, so that the average grade processed in the mill is higher. But this is not the only application. Ore could also be sorted so that different types of ore are processed through different streams, for example. But because ore sorting for grade is the most common, we'll be mostly speaking about that application today. The process employs sensors as ore passes through a conveyor or on each shovel and identifies properties which are correlated to the high versus low grades and sorts the ore into different piles. For example, high-grade ore to the mill, low-grade ore for stockpiling. The sensor technology is well established not only in metals and mining but in other industries as well. However, this is not a technology that can be thrown into all operations. A fair degree of planning and assessment is required for ore sorting to be implemented successfully. If not, the incremental costs of ore sorting could quickly exceed the benefits. Understanding the strategic rationale for the technology and how it could fit into specific operation are key. This will be important for investors to consider as ore sorting grows in popularity and is applied to more mine sites and projects. Anthea, let's talk about Aerocopper's experience with ore sorting. There are a lot of moving parts. How do you know that your trial is providing a benefit to the operation? How do you define the success of your trials?
2: Hi, Jackie. Uh, You know, to Aerocopper, the success is actually decided in the economic case. Um, There's a lot of factors that will go into determining the economic impact of ore sorting. For example, the economics for a mine that has a significant excess oil capacity will be very different and the economics of a mine site that has a capacity-constrained mill. In the latter case, you could potentially upgrade the mill feed and stockpile low-grade material and avoid potentially a a costly mill expansion. Another example would relate to where the ore body sits relative to the mill. If your ore body is located far from the mill and the haulage costs are high, there would be a much greater benefit to installing an ore sorter near the ore body than there would be if the ore body was located right next to the mill. The geological side obviously is really critical. So the geology of the ore body would be considered something you take a lot of time to review and understand. And this will help us understand how the business case may behave. And yeah, you're looking obviously at the grade and the heterogeneity of the ore. The analysis that we and other mining companies would do would be holistic and very complex and would really take a large look at the integration into the flow sheet to ensure you understand the handling of the material. We take all of these factors into account and we look at the internal rate of return like we would for any other capital project. There's obviously also the ancillary benefit around sustainability and, and specifically the reduction of carbon emissions and obviously the tailings. As I just mentioned, all sorting has the potential to meaningfully reduce the haulage and the processing costs by rejecting this waste material. So you're only really sending the high-grade material um, to the mall to be processed. While the environmental benefits aren't necessarily reflected in the IRR these are things that we pay very close attention to as well. So at Aero, we are analysing all these different trade-offs. Um, the proximity of our mill to some of our operations, coupled with the high-grade correlations we have noting in our test work, will provide us with an opportunity to reduce our haulage processing costs, which will be supported through this ore sorter. And the
1: MCSA asset is a great example of different scenarios. Uh, You have different mines um, which which feed the same mill, some different haul distances, different ore types. You've identified that ore sorting makes sense at the Vermeos mine, but of less value at Polar. What are the key differences which drive the suitability for one of those mines versus the other one?
2: And, Jackie, as you said, I mean, we have a very really unique operating structure in some ways for us. Well, it's unique for us, I suppose, with a hub-and-spoke mining and processing methodology. And there's obviously a lot of optionality in our ore sources. So what was really nice to see was that all of our ore bodies showed a high amenability to sorting. And we just discussed some of these factors earlier, but there's many factors that will influence the suitability to ore sorting, as I've mentioned. So things like the geology, the full cycle economics, flow sheet configurations, OPEX costs, operational optionality, and obviously, very importantly, is the capital considerations. When considering all these factors and understanding the strategic value that we want ore sorting to play within our flow sheet, we are prioritizing the ore bodies in Vermeer's region because we believe they'll realize more value in the near term than they would in the Pilar region. And the major reasons for this really lie in the ore meanability and the OPEX considerations, which includes the haulage and the processing costs. You know, we see very high upgrade relationships with low losses at a given mass yield, implying the heterogeneity in the ore, which is fantastic. And we believe there are other areas that we can also realise benefits, some of them obviously in the cutoff grade too. know, as AeroCopper continues to find its success in geology, at some point, each tonne of inherent capacity in the mill will be really high real estate value, if you know what I mean. And we'll want to maximise the copper grade per tonne capacity. The Sorting enables Aerocopper to take advantage of a successful geological campaign within its existing flow sheet. And Vermeer's obviously just sits at the, at the forefront of that decision-making process.
1: That's, that's really great. Thanks, Cynthia. If haul distances and materials handling can be such a significant cost for ore sorting, Marie-Claude, wouldn't it make more sense for mine site layouts to be designed from the very start with ore sorting in mind to minimize those costs? Why is it not included more often in the early stages of mine planning and mine development?
3: Thank you, Jackie. These are very good questions. And I think those are questions that the industry as a whole, not only the mining companies, but also the investors are asking themselves right now. And if we look at it, say, we start with a big picture view, uh, typically an NI43-101 will cover material information of the, the project itself at different stages. And it does not typically incorporate pre-concentration test work. It incorporates metallurgical test work, such as flotation tests, leach tests, grinding tests. So what we are advocating is essentially in a decarbonized mining world, to have pre-concentration test work to be incorporated as early as PEA test work. And I use pre-concentration uh, in, this, in this context because ore sorting is a form of pre-concentrate, pre-concentration along with other technology. Um, and ore sorting can be both bulk and particle as as we stated. But in either case, it should not be something that... Mining company when they're looking at developing an asset should be optional. It should be something that could be opted out, as um, Anthea mentioned, if if the value is not being demonstrated. But it should be considered and should be demonstrated. However, where we run into issues is that there are very few levels of expertise out there, whether it being in PCM or a dependent consultant, and the methodology around characterizing the heterogeneity of a NOR body uh does not simply does not exist. There's no standardized way of doing this characterization test work. There is no comparison that can be made in looking in a NI-43101 for a uh, norbody in PEA at the deposit X and deposit Y, you will not find uh, a consistent way of analyzing these or sorting test work results. Um, So what we're uh, basically suggesting is that the industry, via collaboration, and we see this with uh, Rethink Mining, for example, in CMIC, with numerous mining industry members looking at establishing these standards of practice um, so that a QP could be comfortable signing off on an I-43-101, knowing that the methodology that has been followed to establish heterogeneity has been done consistently, but also has been done uh, using some sound statistical basis, and it could be also used on different ore bodies in the same fashion. Some of the limitation that we see with Greenfield Project uh, and, and what we hear quite often from, from our clients is the lack of samples. Um, I think we are developing some, some really great advances in being able to test uh, sensor-based sorting as a pre-concentration method using core samples. And I think it is great uh, because if we look at a project cycle from from PEA, to PFS to FS, using core samples enables mining company to gather different level of information throughout the project cycle. So essentially what we're suggesting here is that at a PEA, if all you have is half core of different location of your ore body, we can uh, test for heterogeneity we can test for grade deportation by sizes using core. But more importantly, is we can we can test sensor response using the variety of sensors that has been described in, in the report and establish a preliminary algorithm and preliminary value assessment using those core sample. So knowing that essentially we can incorporate in an NI-43101 that pre-concentration has been assessed and these are the results and these are the potential benefit. So in short, at this point, we're only establishing a level of sensitivity. Moving forward into the project cycle, when perhaps a bulk sample now becomes available and now say in a PFS or FS stage, we wanna demonstrate viability of the technology. This is where like we really recommend using crushed or a bulk sample Uh, and working with with vendors to now establish in what sizes should the technology be applied and will return the greater amount of benefit and what the flow sheet would look like in terms of like equipment layout costs, operating and and capex costs. In short, just to summarize, if you're a greenfield project with core samples, uh, you can definitely assess or sorting amenability. And do it to a level of scientific basis that it can, it can meet the requirement of an NI43101. Thanks very much. It sounds like uh, collecting samples is
1: key, uh, not only not only to develop ore sorting, but also um, collecting of data is, is key to the actual ore sorting process as well. At the end of the day, it really is a statistics exercise, isn't it? Uh, The data collected by sensors uh, is analyzed according to algorithms that have been developed um, to assign material to the appropriate category. This can be straightforward or it can be fairly (laughs) difficult or or less straightforward, I guess. A sorter which is programmed to sort for high-grade copper uh, might miss valuable uh, ore that's rich in molybdenum or gold or or another metal, for example. Uh, But through the exercise, a lot of data is collected, including feed grades and particle size. Marie-Claude, is there any other way that that data could be used to make sure that the operation squeezes as much value from it as possible?
3: So, as mentioned earlier, by Brian, understanding the geology of the ore body is critical. And understanding what component of the geology in terms of the different species, species of lithology, and how they individually respond to, to ore sorting to... As mentioned in the report, there's a variety of sensors and it's it's critical to test those sensors across the different lithologies or the different component of, of the ore body. Uh, once that data is, is collected, it can then be, especially if using uh, core samples to do this test work. Um, and by the way, this test work can be done uh, in a variety of research centers in Canada, uh, there are uh, several um, that have equipment that allow them to t- test a variety of sensors out there and develop algorithms. Uh, and also, it can be done with the different vendors of technology as well. So once that data comes back, it can be incorporated back into your 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 uh, resource block model if that's that's what you have at that point. And that data now it becomes very powerful in performing an economic assessment of ore sorting because you can tell now which ore blocks will be going to say a waste stockpile right away, which uh, ore blocks will be sorted right in the pit, or or perhaps underground if if that's possible, and which ore blocks will be going to the sorter. This way you maximize the sorting efficiency across the value chain and reduces potentially the number of ore sorting equipment needed. So essentially what we're advocating is the incorporation of sorting algorithm data into geometrical model uh, alongside of other information.
1: Um, The ore sorting technology has been less adopted, I think is fair to say by the gold industry as compared to the base metals uh, or industrial metals industries. Uh, Gold is... Generally present in lower grades, uh, may not be picked up by sensors. And sufficient data and extensive trials can be really important to developing an understanding of uh, how the gold behaves, what it might be uh, correlated with. Uh, and L- algorithms can be developed to achieve the desired outcome, uh, which would be to, to sort for higher gold grades. Um, and Thea, maybe I'll ask you. Um, with With the experience that Arrow is having on on your copper deposits, is there any thought to uh, to e- trialing or sorting at your NX gold project as well or your sort your NX gold mine as well
2: uh, to to see if you can upgrade uh, your gold grades there? Yeah at some stage, Jackie, it might be a sensible thing to look at, but um, you know it's not really on the radar at this point in time. The focus at the stage for us is to really understand the cop operation I think. The benefit that we see there is significant enough to put our attention on that area. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's something we won't do. I'm just saying at this stage, it's probably not the priority again. Um, right. You know, if you look at the at the copper complex and the opportunities there, it's, it's significant enough to to make to take most of our attention and place it there in the interim. Um, <laughs> and there's enough work that goes into, I think, as um, Maria said, it's, enough work that has to go into it to make sure you're doing this right. So um, we're going to focus there in the near
1: term. Absolutely. It's, it is important to, um, to take the time and, and do the process, uh, do the trials deliberately, carefully. Uh, we do see a lot of other benefits to ore sorting besides the simple grade improvement uh, and the economics that go along with that. I think, Anthea, you, you touched on this a bit earlier, but just to circle back, um, by removing low grade or waste earlier in the process, Uh, The process might use less energy in crushing grinding, might need a smaller tailing storage facility. Uh, Anthea, how important are potential ESG benefits at EROS MCSA uh, for ore sorting applications? Uh, How much do you think about that in the decision-making
2: process? It's very much a part of everything we do. I think it's, it's built into the way you consider a project, it's built in the way you consider the operation. So you know, any opportunity to understand opportunities to optimize on carbon, opportunities to optimize on any waste disposal is something that you'd you'd prioritize and understand. Um, so uh, I think it's it's core cool to any decision-making methodology. Um, yeah, I don't know if that helps.
1: Absolutely. And, and
2: it's such an important topic. Marie-Claude, I'm
1: going to ask you a similar question. When you're working with your clients, to help them develop or sorting uh, at at various sites around the world how how much do esg benefits influence those decisions that your clients are making it
3: it's very important especially as mentioned earlier with clients who have deposit uh, that are satellites to to the mill or the processing facility and requires trucking so what we see uh, more and more of right now is a um, mining companies are going back to uh, older deposit that were not, uh, say had satellite um, deposit and only say one or two had been mined in the past because of, well, the, the situation, the economic uh, rational then was more beneficial at the time. So they're going back to these, these other satellite deposit. However, the mill is 100 or 200 kilometer away uh, and, uh, and therefore uh, reducing the, the, the material haulage Reducing the fuel consumption and the carbon emission becomes the, the primary driver, if you like, of looking into or sorting. It's it's excessively uh, important for, for these clients to reduce their their footprint to make the uh, look back or the look again at these these satellite deposit more attractive. But what we're also seeing is that there's an increasing uh, in terms of the social acceptance of of uh, or the social demand of utilizing technologies that are linked to decarbonization. When uh, new projects are uh, are introduced to communities, to a variety of stakeholders, it is very quite often asked, have you you looked at these technologies to improve uh, the project footprint, to reduce emissions, to reduce uh, power, to reduce water intensity as well? Uh, and of course the size of tailings. So uh, I think as a whole, not only the industry, but the stakeholders uh, of the industries are becoming more in tune with pre-concentration technology and their benefits. And they're demanding that uh, companies are, are investing time in not only investigating, but also publishing their, their results. And I think if that's one point I can I can add, with regard to what we discussed earlier with an I 43 101, is that you will find very seldom mining company publishing or sorting uh, results, uh, whether they're positive or negative. Uh, you, you, it's very, very difficult to find any information. Some, some have, and it, and we can see now an increasing and improving trend in publication of results. But I think it's important for the industry as a whole that. Whether it's it leads to a positive or a negative decision in terms of sorting will be uh, will be applied or not for the industry and its stakeholder and its investors to grow uh, to 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 grow warmer to the technology. This these publications are important. Um, there there's also if you'd like in terms of the governance aspect of of the. And we touched on that in terms of, are we optimizing capital spend on this project? Have we really think ticked all the box? Uh, and have we looked at all every possible ways where we can mine this ore body more efficiently? And there's that aspect as well that uh, in terms of use of capital that, that is very much linked to this technology.
1: And that's a great reminder of how ore sorting can be a valuable technology to this industry. There are clear benefits to mine economics and to the environment as well. And it's really great to see new innovations in the mining industry. I think that investors should be encouraging mine developers and operators to pursue innovation because innovation of all kinds will be increasingly important in the future. And we hope that we can continue to highlight these innovations in our BMO in-front research series going forward. But it's important to remember that there can be significant costs, too, and we should look for companies to exercise prudence and care as they consider ore sorting or other innovations. I think AeroCopper is a great example, implementing ore sorting with a strategic and thoughtful approach that we've highlighted both in the report and here today. I want to thank Anthea Bath and Marie-Claude Halle for joining me today and for all of the other contributors to our InFront report. Please reach out to your BMO salesperson or relationship manager for more information about this topic or BMO's metals and mining research coverage in general. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks for listening to InTune, presented by BMO Capital Markets Equity Research. You can subscribe to InTune on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other podcast providers. Or visit our website at researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com to listen to more podcasts. Until next time, thank you for tuning in. To access our full disclosures, please visit researchglobalzero.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public-disclosure.